Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Vuga Online. Welcome, welcome to a music infested episode of PK Unshackled. I'm your host, Makawe Goodwill Katide. And yes, I was named after His Royal Highness, the late Goodwill Zuelitini. So I love that name. Anyway, so today we have a, a very interesting show. As in, uh, you know, there's many guests that come on the show, but uh, none other, none other than the man himself, uh, Big Brother. I, I always refer to him as Big Brother because, uh, by the way, uh, he's a fellow PK. And for those who still don't know what a PK is, PK is a pastor's kid. So today we're chatting to Ubaba Uyujin Mteta. Babu Eugene, I'm sure you have a second name. What is your second or your Zulu name? Uh, I never had. Unfortunately, it's something that I need to consider and and add on to my biography. The second name. I'm going to name myself. <laughs> okay. Or unfortunately, I was unfortunately named after Eugene Grams, one of the greatest pastors. I don't know whether he's still alive or not, but he was the man behind uh, the Assemblies of God, International Assemblies of God. That's the man who started ministry with my dad when he came back from from Bible school. Okay, okay. So brilliant. Um what we need to do is uh, just take a quick break so that, uh, you know, it's a bit chilly out there. People can de- get their coffee. And I know uh, people would want to have a quick slick off Borstol. So do your thing. We see each other at the break and uh, we continue conversating with Ubaba Uyuchin Imtet. Hi there, this is Samo Hanguna. Catch me every day just after 3 p.m. for Voka Sports Hour where we speak everything sports only on vocaonlineradio.co.za. See you there. Please see you there. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Vuga Online. Welcome back uh, to PK Unshackled. I'm your host, Makawe Katide, and I'm spending my morning with Ubaba Uyujin Tetwa. Babu Eugene, for those who don't know, who is Eugene Mteto? Well, as you have already introduced me, I would like to firstly introduce myself as uh, the son of Reverend MJ Mteto, uh, the founder, the founder of International, one of the founders of the four founders of International Assemblies of God. And Umam Neti, Pastor Netim Tetra, who has since departed to be with the Lord. Um, I was born in 1967, October 5, uh, born in Shabville, Epuga Zenzele. And, and because of this nature, Yama pastors keep, uh, or rather the pastors' lives, we moved from one place to another place in a very short space of time. Uh, so I don't consider myself born in Chaville, lived in Chaville, or from Ferenet. I also lived in Spokane. 
I also lived in Fosloras. We moved to Guamashu, uh, uh, Camperdown. I can mention, I think, about 15 places that we went to uh, and different lifestyles, different backgrounds. I lived in an area uh, called, uh, I, I went to school in an area called Emakadin, which is purely rural area, uh, walking barefooted to school. Uh, about 11 kilometers a day. Uh, I lived in a white area only. Uh, it looked in the apartheid era when black people were not uh, expected to be living or to be seen in white areas. Uh, when my dad was pastoring an all-white church, a Presbyterian Devon I I lived in Guamashu, where I spent most of my time up till high school and where I started, where I began my cultural or my activism politically still under UDF. Um, and uh, we then came back to Soweto uh, where we, we stayed previously. And I was now coming back to a different church again, a Presbyterian church in Midland Zone 2, where my father was pastoring there. So I know the township, I know the urban life, I know the rural life. Uh, I know how what, what it means to live in a, for instance, we lived in a, a, a caravan, if you know a caravan, the family what? of what? six. Don't start with the caravan story because we also lived in a caravan, six of us, for seven years. Yeah. So you know it better. You know it better. <laughs> no, no, no dining room. No, only bedroom. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, so that is Eugene that many would probably misunderstood. Uh, for the cultural activism that they see, they think that I'm going crazy, I'm fighting everybody, but they don't know where I come from. And yeah. it was a blessing in disguise for me, for instance, to be experience all these different types of lives, the background, because in the process, uh, when I look back, I'm saying, this is what molded me to be selfless, to be caring, because and to, 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 to be a people's person, to understand other people, I absorb other people's problems and make them mine. I don't put myself first, and which is also working against me because I'm always thinking about other people's well-being as opposed to my own well-being to such an extent that I actually even compromised and sacrificed my own family in the process, which is what I learned from the life of being a pastor's kid that we owned nothing. So everything that we had, or, or, or yeah, everything that we, we, we survived on was donations from the people. So I was brought up by the church, by the people who would donate clothes, who would donate food, you know? And in our house that would be coming, every day would, I would be serving coffee and, 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 and scones of cakes because everyone else would be coming to see our dad 
and and in the process we lost the love or rather not the love we lost uh, the ownership or the sense of ownership of a father yeah that's very true my friend i mean um i i've been fortunate that in the later years I've had the opportunity to reconnect with my own father, you know, because we we walked different paths. Because uh, one of the things that was the expectation was that, you know, if you don't do what your father does, then you are not worthy of the surname. You are not worthy of 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 our attention as as the Christians or the community. So it was hard. So. Now you've got a very interesting story. Um, you once stated that in this, um, in throughout your life, there's been this one constant, and that is your calling. But then you said you don't want it. So before you say anything, after the break, we will discuss that further because I have my own story which is more or less <laughs> similar to yours. But yeah, let's catch a quick break. Uh, drink some water, drink some vitamins uh, because um, it's bad out there. So yeah, after the break, uh, we'll con- conversate more with Ubaba Uyuchin Mtet. The Africa Center for Work-Based Learning is a professional development center for professionals who aim to improve their professional standing. This means that the learning programs we run are more than just academic programs. They are work-based programs that focus on leveraging your current experience as a professional to build your overall profile. A year down the line, the Africa Center for Work-Based Learning is developing into a preferred center for professional development in Pretoria, with eight professional development faculties including accounting, teaching, entrepreneurship, as well as IT and many more. For more information, go to acwbl.org or dial plus 27127517608, the Africa Center for Work-Based Learning, where work is learning. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Vuga Online. Hello, 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 hello. Um, thank you once again for joining us on PK and Shackled. And I'm chilling with Ubaba Uyujin Mtetra. Um, you know, you are a role model to a lot of young people. Did you, did, did you know that? I, 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 uh, well, I mean, which is one of the challenges that we have in our country that the model, uh, the, the role model shift, if there's any term like that, has been changed uh, many a times to suit the modernization of life that people are living. You see, it has been, unfortunately, role model could be somebody who's, who's able to kill people 
and young boys would be saying, "I we are we are too cool again." They must, you know, they will talk proudly about somebody who kills a murder. Uh, they will talk proudly about somebody who owns a what is this thing called? Leyama imoto, spina imoto, you know, something that has been that that has been considered illegal, that is dangerous, but. They make it look like that person is a role model. Now, when you say role model, every artist is, is supposed to be. That's why I'm uh, giving to people who are celebrated in the country. That is why most people, when they find them, <clears throat> they find themselves in a corner where they are pressurized to live a particular life, which is not the life that they they declared openly to be the type of life that they envisage to live. You look at any artist, if he does something, somebody who's in drugs becomes a role model because he has disclosed his challenge on drugs uh, and then went into rehabilitation. When he comes back, he becomes the role model. And then you question, what about the ones who are in the same sector but never got into drugs and still did, did do what they do best? And I'm saying this issue of role model has been so corrupted that you look and, and it, it is mystified because when you look at Brenda Fassi, mm. she was involved in drugs and she was very good. Mendoza was well involved in drugs and she, well, he was very good. Uh, TK Minga was very good and involved in drugs. You mentioned a number of people who've been, who are seen to be very good in what they do, but coupled with drugs. So it makes it look like you have to be involved in drugs when you get into the sector. So it changes the meaning of a role model totally. Mm. So for me, I would consider me being a role model for a particular reason in a role. If you're talking about music, yes, I am a role model to those who are in music. If you're talking about cultural uh, activism, yes, I am. But don't expect me to be a holy angel because now I'm a celebrity, therefore I must live a very holy life. I'm a gospel artist, therefore I must be a Christian who's above even Christians themselves in between angels and human beings. <laughs> you know, that's, that's my challenge with this role issue. But yes, I know that the society has unfortunately and unfairly imposed this role modelship upon us. No, I, I think, I think, let me, you know, when I say role model, I mean, people like me, uh, you know who are i mean i'm also a social a social political cultural activist uh and when i say this applies to me when i say you're my role model i simply mean that your boldness your 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 care your your selflessness 
has inspired me to to not sit back and say you know they'll speak for everybody and do everything everywhere no simply means that you know um besides the quality of of your music the generation changing uh, uh music that you produce the cultural um discourse that your music took our country to uh you know so the activism side is you know is a blessing so from from me now you know i'm i'm quite fortunate that you know i've lived through this generation i mean uh, one of the things that um you mentioned was uh, the issue of your your calling you understand now to me hey you know i've 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 had people pray for me i've i've had people pray for me i've had people prophesy and what not but i'm you know and i've always had a discussion with god when you call me when you decide to call me i must feel it i must know it you know i don't want somebody who, who's trying to impress dr katide coming to say no your son is called you must follow your footsteps and you know lenkani engbenayo has actually helped me realize my true calling and this is my true calling my brother this is my this is what i'm meant to do with every fiber of my body i'm i you know uh you know i must have discussions with my fellow pks and the wider community to bring healing to them one thing i always say to people is that pks are powerful people from from every church anglican presbyterian uh, we know things we know things yeah. that not the average person has seen or heard and it's not Luis, yeah. we understand and if so. we get to that point where we are very angry like i am i'm i mean you know the church took my father uh for a very long time you understand but thank god we are we are we are in a good space now now in terms of your calling yeah okay i i just briefly briefly you know what what what's happening what a what what a what let me say to you firstly the issue of role modelship was a disclaimer before i say i have accepted that i am a role model but it is like you say each and every individual looks at a particular quality that i present and and take inspiration from that that i accept you know that is why also i need to be very careful on as, as to how I live, because I know that there are many eyes that are watching. On the issue of my calling, my calling, it was not imposed by the church, by our own church, neither by my parents. Uh, I know for facts that I am called. One of the things that you would note when you get to understand your purpose in life it is something that you do passionately effortlessly and and it just happens naturally that says that is your gift and one of the things that i am gifted in is talking i talk i can talk the whole day i can tell you stories and stories 
I can debate the whole day effortlessly. I never end any, if I'm invited to speak to young people, to speak to academics, to speak to the industry, I never end without preaching, which comes naturally. And, and um, for instance, in my brother's funeral, instead of celebrating his life, talking about him, I decided I'm going to preach because the Bible says those that are dead are no longer our business, but God's business. The focus is on the living. So I turned my brother's funeral into a preaching that won about 16 souls to the Lord. So one of the things that I'm comfortable about is making an altar call. Whether I'm in a a, 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 a gathering of people who are not Christians and it's a gathering that has nothing to do with with uh, Christianity or church I preach you know I have I'm not ashamed to preach so it is a calling for me but the problem with this calling is that my experience my family experience keeps on coming back I'm sure you saw at at uh, Moja Love um that program of the bishops, I ended up shedding tears because it, it brings the pain back. Whenever I talk about my life as a pastor's kid, it brings pain back because we were so impoverished by being pastor's kids. Mm. So impoverished that I, the rest of my life until high school, I kept on admiring other people. I never lived my life, but I was living a life of admiring everybody else but me. Asking with what a particular calling to such an the rest of us. So that is the challenge that that is actually. But I know that one of the things when God has called you, unfortunately, He doesn't care what you went through. It is His His calling upon you, and if you continue to say no to it, He will disrupt your life. And I've seen that happening. But I don't know how to go about it, and I've approached. Some of the pastors, senior pastors in my church, who, who, who instead of encouraging me, they discouraged me. <laughs> because, you know, there's this thing of people thinking that you can't just rise up and preach. You must firstly serve. You must firstly be under a particular leadership. You must be guided. You must be trained. Yet the word of God says... He, uh, he, he knew you before the foundations of the world and he set you apart when he talks to Jeremiah. He set you apart for a particular purpose and God appoints you and, and qualifies you. He appoints you first and then qualifies you. Now people want to qualify you before they appoint you so they do the contrary. Even in church, that's what is happening. You know, you will not be appointed, you will not be elevated to be a pastor in a church or allowed to preach in a church before you get qualified. So 
that is my challenge. Okay. Greatest okay. Okay. Challenge. Yeah. No. No. I. I fully. I fully understand. And I. I. Yo. Listen. You are talking. You are talking about my life. So let's go on a quick break again, and uh, we'll continue chatting about this 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 calling factor because a lot of pastors' kids, um, not not, and you must remember the calling is not only exclusive to pastors' kids. You know, yesterday uh, episode yeah. I spoke to somebody you know who has the ancestral calling, and there's dynamics to that. You know, and it it all forms part of this. African spirituality narrative that we are all talking about and seeking to find the truth in. So stay tuned, we'll be back shortly. Since 2017, we are proud to associate ourselves with some of the best jazz music in the country and the continent. This year, we are at it again. So we invite musicians, music companies, radio stations, jazz clubs to nominate yourselves and those who deserve recognition. Visit www.zajazzawards.co.za Then come and join us. Whether online or face-to-face, come and celebrate, venerate and recognize jazz with us for the Zansi Jazz Awards. See you there. Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24-7. It's Booga Online, your inspiration radio station. station. Welcome back. Um, Makao Katide, and thanks for joining us on Vuga Online Radio. Um, Piki and Shackled here. So, Babu Eugene, uh, I, you know I wish we had, we, had, we had more time, but unfortunately, these things are limited. Now, Mina... My one of the biggest problems I have with this notion of a calling is that um, you cannot be well. The, the thinking, the socially acceptable uh, notion, is that you cannot be called outside of your father's or mother's ministry. So I can start a Makawe Katide ministry. You understand? Now, not, now that to me is problematic. You understand? What's your thoughts on that? Well, uh, when when God calls you, He gives you the vision. So your vision cannot be the same vision as your father, cannot be the same mission as your father. Prophets are called by God for a particular purpose. Go and say this to the people. Now, that notion is, for me, it is also a problematic one. Because we are made to know, we are made to believe that you must be within your father's ministry, as mm. if the ministry is an inheritance. It's you know the the succession plan. There are children, there are pastors' kids who have inherited churches when they know nothing about church. Somebody that was a, I won't mention the name, a drunkard, a serious drunkard. Is, is actually leading the church of his father when the, his father passed away. He was appointed a pastor. <laughs> that's not yeah. God. That's not how God works. That's not how God works. I don't. I don't even in the Bible. God appoints even kings that he has. He has identified himself. He himself identified. We are appointed by God. We are chosen. We are all chosen. We are all uh, uh, called, but God appoints. Okay, now, 
in okay you you are currently um on this journey where you are advocating for artists rights whether you know uh it's a it's a discussion with government or samro or whoever and I, by the way i follow your your posts religiously because i'm also an, an aspiring music producer so i'd like to learn the politics of the industry so what would you say that your your not declining but your 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 calling had been repurposed for this journey the reason i am asking this is no other artist is as vocal as you in terms of artist rights now would you say um instead of pursuing your calling uh, in a pulpit platform this has has been molded into personifying your calling i agree that's what god has called me to do uh when we talk of purpose you know there's calling everyone is called but few are chosen and even few are appointed for a particular reason and i've been set apart for this particular purpose that's where i looked i look back and say even me getting into kwaito genre where many people were thinking ah mtana mfundist kulo music kasatan you know and my dad had no problem and thank god that my dad had no problem about that he never questioned in fact he supports me more than anybody else my number one friend is my dad now uh this calling that's why i say when i do this i do uh, nobody tells me when to do it i wake up in the morning and something says to me go at sambro and chain your stuff because they are not hearing me i don't need masses when i speak i don't need masses i don't need to mobilize people to say hey let's go into it no because this is what god has given me and the insight on issues you would think that i went to school to study for this and find out you know i've got i'm a historian and also no it's god's revelation on certain issues that no there's something i in fact i have premonitions and my instincts once they lead me to something if i start questioning something alone it becomes so i have a gift of revelation and and president jacob zuma would if you would tell the truth and openly attest to that that i've told him so many things that are happening to him now i told him in 2013 i told hallelujah him what was, <laughs> i told i told him what was going to happen before mangawong to him and it happened exactly the same way in fact his strategy to mangawong he was helped by some of my revelations so i know i have that gift but i cannot go around and say hey i'm a prophet i see things my daughter it is for this sector because i know when i suspect something and i dig into that it becomes so you find out that it is true so yeah this is my gift and i will use it that is why within the industry even within my whatsapp groups they know that i fear god for mm. me god comes first and whatever that i do 
I pray about it. Whatever that I do, I know that God is supporting me. So nobody will intimidate me. I'm, I fear no man. I fear no evil. Because he that is in me is greater than the one that is in the world. Yeah, fantastic. You know, I, I like the way you quote verses. And I'm uh, Nyangkula, you know. I actually never quote a verse, but I, you know, I, I do read the Bible. Uh, but Baba Eugene, you know what? Um, I, I think I think it's fair to say, you know, uh, depending on time, would like to invite you back on the show and and have other discussions on other stuff, because we value truth. We value people who speak, who speak out. Uh, you know, there's there's many of us that are out there, but we have no cause. You understand? We have no purpose. And uh, we thank, we thank, we thank God. We thank the universe for for you, uh, because you're you're an asset. You're a blessing to to everyone. And I I I pray that you know all the causes that you are you're passionate about that you are you're pursuing. You know they're coming to fruition. Uh, as a closing word, what would you like to tell our listeners? Well, I would like to say first and foremost, uh, this is a time where we need to do our own introspection. The challenging times, they present an opportunity for one to relook at certain things, to relook at his life or her life and change certain things. Thank God if we are safe beyond COVID-19. And young people, you need to, you know, there's nothing that makes one very relevant and very significant in the society than knowledge, having knowledge. If you don't have knowledge, you will never stand confidently in front of anybody and speak. Artists are not artists to, to show glamour, show glamour about their lifestyle that are fake anyway. Artists are meant to question things. The responsibility of an artist anywhere in the world, it is to pose questions and not to answer the questions themselves. When you look at other countries, Abu uh, Felakuti, you know how Felakuti, Bob Mali, I can mention the number Bola Kidube, they questioned certain things. And today we are experiencing those things happening in our lives. Had we listened and found answers to those questions, we would be going through these challenges. Magis Ah, no, no, no. Thank you very much for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you next time on PK and Shackled right here on Vuka Online Radio. I'm your host, Makawa Kati Dukbe. I don't know the rest. Bye-bye. <laughs> Where we play your music your way all day, every day. This is Vuga Online, your inspiration radio station.